Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. You're going to want to listen to this entire program because I'm going to lay the foundation on how the world is going to radically change in the next 10 years with certain, these, these things I'm going to be talking about today are being implemented right now and will be catapulted this December. In the next 10 years, the world is radically, radically going to change in ways that you probably have not yet heard about. I want you to think about, once again, in the radical ways that the internet has changed the entire world since the 1980s. What's coming in the next 10 years is going to pale in comparison to that. We'll be looking back on 2018 with the incredible amount of chaos that's happening right now, whether it be in the Middle East, whether it be you know, in, in Washington, D.C., with what the liberal left is trying to do, uh, trying to literally you know, gridlock Washington, D.C., and getting anything through that President Trump is, is trying to do. And I'm just going to take this moment right now. Vote in the midterm elections. The midterm elections are incredibly important. Uh, every house is able to be contested right now. 435 houses, uh, 435 seats in the house. You need to get out and vote. Uh, there are 24 seats in the house. That, that's all the Democrats need. And 25 of those seats are in historically blue sections. So get out and vote. But listen, I'm not talking about uh, what's happening in, in D.C. today. I'm not talking about what's happening in the Middle East. I'm talking about what is being laid the groundwork right now, we'll be looking back on this day in 2018, in 10, 15 years in the road, looking back on how the older generation right now looks back on the 50s. Oh, I just wish we could go back to those days when things were simple. I believe that is what we're going to be like in the next 10 or 15 years, looking back on today. That is how much it's radically going to change. You see, I'm going to talk about today some of the industrial revolutions and the fourth industrial revolution that we're entering into right now. But by way of, of history, from 1760, this is very interesting, from 1760 to around 1840 maybe 1820, 1840, was categorized as the first industrial revolution. And it was basically the rise of, of, of the iron and textile industries and, and the development of the steam engine. It basically changed the world from everything going from kind of hand production to machine produ production. It changed the way the world operated. From 1870 to 1914, right before World War I, was the second industrial revolution, and it was known as the technological revolution. Many inventions, uh, you're quite aware of, of, of this particular era, the light bulb, the telephone, public electricity, and the internal combustion engine, which led to cars and airplanes. This industrial revolution, once again, changed the world. The third industrial revolution, uh, which is characterized, it's called the digital revolution, and it was characterized as moving from analog electric and mechanical devices to digital 
technology. It started in the 1980s. Now, many, many things were created uh, from this era, but the most, the, the best known is clearly the personal computer and the internet. You see, in every industrial revolution, it completely changed the way the world operated. From going from completely everything, do everything with your hands, to machines. Then from the invention of the, the combustion engine, which led to cars and airplanes, changed the world. Then the internet changed the world. The next one is going to change the world in ways you can't even imagine. We are literally right now, we are entering into the fourth industrial revolution. And it's actually building off of the digital revolution. And it's characterized by, quote, representing new ways in which technology becomes embedded within societies and even the human body. Think about that. Even the human body. The new revolution will be marked by nanotechnology, quantum computing, autonomous vehicles, robotics, AI, and IoT, which stands for the Internet of Things. Now, I'm laying the foundation for some shocking things that I'm going to be saying in this broadcast of things that are taking place right now. But before I do that, I want to just take a quick break, and I want to thank the people that uh, have been donating to the ministry. Um, you know, one partner wrote in, a partner who I do, I really appreciate. I'll not mention his name. And he said, Zach, don't apologize for asking for money for the ministry. You're doing a service. You're giving them information. And, and, and it is a struggle for me right now. We're in the birth of thing. It, it's uh, right at this moment, I'm not incredibly comfortable asking for money, but the Lord is working uh, on me with this because the fact of the matter is, is this, we can't get it done without the body of Christ being in complete unity together. And that means even a financial uh, unity from giving your prayers, giving your financial support. I just, I just, I'm going to ask, I really need your help. Uh, last week, the donations were definitely down because I didn't spend time talking about how we need it right now. Right now, we're, we want to strip this entire set. You know, I want to put this thing in a dumpster, okay? Get a new desk, a new background. We need two new cameras. Those are probably about $6,500 a piece. You know, we need new microphones. Now, and that's just aesthetically what we can see what we need. And obviously, Alyssa and I need something to live off of as, as well, as well as my co-host that's coming in two weeks and another family that's moving to Illinois from True News. I really, uh, his name is Eric, and um, I really need him on this team as well. So we have a huge financial need, and we need people to partner with us. So the easiest way to give is if you are on a computer, Go to uh, www.zachdrewshow.com and just donate using PayPal. Just And you can also even be a, a reoccurring monthly donor. That's If you're using a computer, that's the easiest way. Hey, listen, if you want to write using you know, a, a check, then send it to, um, it's, make it out to IGBY, Decatur, Illinois, 62525, IGBY, P.O. Box 797. Decatur, Illinois, 62525. As a quick recap from last week before I move into this, some of these shocking things. 
as a quick recap of what we talked about last week, when King Salman of Saudi Arabia dies, the crown prince will sell their oil and invest into AI and the Internet of Things. The world right now is, it revolves around oil, the black gold. This is one of the reasons many wars are fought. Like I've said before, many areas of the Middle East would look like Africa uh, if, if oil wasn't there. The United States wouldn't have an incredible interest in many of the areas of the Middle East. It's all about oil. But something is changing. I talked about how King Salman shelved the idea to all Saudi Arabia's oil, Aramco. They were going to take the, the company public and sell their oil for a projected amount of $2 trillion. But the top dog, he shelved the idea to kind of say, hey, listen, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, I still wear the pants in Saudi Arabia. But the, the issue is this. He's in his 80s. And whenever he does pass away, this will go through. And every dollar is going to go into the PIF, which is the Public Investment Fund. And a large percentage of that money is going to be invested. So they're, they're done with oil. They're done with fossil fuels. They believe that the world is going to operate in a completely new system. And what is that that they're going to be investing into? I said last week, artificial intelligence and the technology sector, a major shift is coming. And Masayoshi Son, that is someone that you need to study up on. Masayoshi Son. Now, a couple of years ago, whenever I started reading um, about Masayoshi Son, I thought to myself, who is this guy? Mas and, and who is Masayoshi? Because they're making such a big deal about his son. This Masayoshi guy must be really important. No, his name is Masayoshi's son. And he is the richest man in Japan, worth well over $20 billion. He is the owner of ARM, A-R-M, which, so basically he owns every single microchip and every single smartphone in the world. He is the owner of it. He's also the CEO of SoftBank, which, like I said last week, is not a bank. It's a venture capitalist firm. So basically, they have lots of money. They're going to invest in people that, that they believe can make them more money. And so he's the CEO of this venture capitalist firm, SoftBank. And he already has $100 billion in one fund called the Vision Fund of SoftBank. And this Vision Fund of $100 billion, $45 billion of it, was given to him through Saudi Arabian, the Saudi Arabian government. And this 100 billion, where are they investing into? Artificial intelligence and IoT. It's actually called the Internet of Things. And I'm not just saying everything about the Internet. It's actually called the Internet of Things. It's called IoT. This is what they are investing into. And the overall goal of Masayoshi's son is singularity. Okay, in 2029, they believe that artificial intelligence will literally be equal to that of a human brain. Be able to think, reason, have wisdom, understanding, literally have, I mean, just like a human being. But in around 2040 is whenever we enter into the age of singularity, which Masayoshi's son talks about how this is the day that artificial intelligence far surpasses that of a human brain with a super intelligent IQ. It's literally referred to as superintelligence. With Einstein having an IQ of about 200, this new 
intelligence, through artificial intelligence, that will be in every single microchip, will have an IQ of 10,000. This is what the richest man and one of the most powerful men in the world, Masayoshi Sun, is saying. And he is in bed with the Saudi Arabian government. And so the overall goal is singularity microchips with a super IQ of 10,000 in absolutely everything collecting data, 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 data. Whenever I would go to these conferences in London and South Korea and Silicon Valley, they would always say that data is the new oil. Data is the new gold. With data comes power. That information can be used in ways that are horrific that we're not going to get into on today's show. But all these microchips are going to be collecting data with a super intelligent IQ, 10,000, and sending it to what they have called a global brain. Now, so with all that being said, let's move forward. Whenever I say everything, microchips will be in everything. I actually legitimately, legitimately mean everything. Everything that your eye sees, a microchip will be inside of that, collecting data. I've been to conferences where they're even talking about chips that will be able to be within seeds, grown and digested. And it's always through rose-colored glasses of, well, we'll be able to tell you exactly what your body is doing as, as, you, as you digest this, through, the, through collecting data in your body. When I mean everything, I mean microchips in everything. Every bottle of water you get, every new pair of socks you, you buy, I'm saying everything. Now, the IoT projections, which like I said, is the Internet of Things. What is an IoT device? Because that's what an IoT is, Internet of Things. Anything connected to the Internet is considered an IoT device. So if you just simply look in your living room, your TV, your Roku, your, your cable system, your cell phone, your printer, yes, your computer, all these things are IoT devices. And the IoT projections right now, is that there will be 50 billion connected devices to the internet by the early 2020s. Now for that to take place, something radical has to happen because that would mean that a five-fold increase in IoT devices would have to take place. So something radical is gonna happen in these next couple of, of years. And one day, they literally, all these devices will talk to each other, literally talk to each other. Now, one of the things that's going to make this possible is 5G, fifth generation. 5G is a term that you need to study up on it as well. So basically, when you had your iPhone, just a number of years ago, you can actually see it says 3G in the top. It said 3G. That was third generation. About, about a, every 10 years or so is the next generation. And now we're in 4G, and they've started to un. Uh, started to uh, implement 5G in some major cities right now, but it will not be throughout the world for another five to 10 years throughout the entire world. So what five, why 5G is important is because of this. It provides almost a uh, basically zero latency. I'm going to give you an example. So about eight or nine years ago, whenever I was working for Pastor Jim at Morningside, I would watch a lot of movies in, in the evening times, right? So whenever we were working with, uh, with 3G, I would have to think to myself, okay, well, 
what movie do I want to watch tomorrow night? Not what movie do I want to watch now or a few hours from now. What movie do I want to watch tomorrow night? So I would think about it and I would download it and it would take about 24 hours to download. Well, whenever 4G came out, I would think, well, what movie do I want to watch in you know the next couple of hours? Now with 5G, it would literally be, what movie do I want to download and watch in the next two or three seconds? So the latency is nearly zero and it will literally be able to all the devices in the world will literally be able to talk to one another through 5G. And there is a web. This is, the, this is one of the big subjects. The LEO satellites. One day, the whole world will be connected by LEO satellites, which stands for Low Earth Orbiting Satellites. The goal is to, so a low earth orbiting satellite, you know, 250 miles to about 700 miles off the Earth's crust. And um, so whenever you have these satellites, they're literally going to be off the Earth's crust around 250 to 700 miles. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, be, I'm not even just saying this. Right now, as I'm up here, I actually feel the spiritual warfare that this message um, is so powerful that the enemy is coming against it. I can actually feel the warfare in this room right now as, as we speak. And so what I'm actually going to do before I continue is I'm actually just going to stop and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray because the, I can feel it right now. I can, I can leg legitimately feel it. So we're going to pray and then we're going to move forward with this message. Lord Jesus, we come against the enemy right now in Jesus' name. I can feel the turmoil within my own spirit right now and we come against it, Father God. We bind the enemy in Jesus' name that he has no power, no authority over this broadcast. In Jesus' name, we expel the enemy and we tell him to go back to hell where he belongs. Father God, we say that your Holy Spirit is welcome right now in this program. Anoint this program. Speak through me right now, Father God. Give me clarity of mind Jesus, that I can pierce the darkness with your light right now. Lord Jesus, take control of this show, Father God. Take control over this show, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I feel it. I feel it right now. It's brewing, and it's brewing right now because what's coming is going to shake the world. I feel it so, so much within me, and the enemy knows the enemy knows that I have this information within me right now and he doesn't want you to have it. They are literally creating a spider web around the world using LEO satellites, low earth orbiting satellites. Come on, Jesus, let's, let's push through here with this information. Thank you, Lord. With, with these LEO satellites, it's going to connect everything in the world. There is this company called One Web Satellites and their main focus is to connect the world's four billion citizens that currently aren't connected to the internet in the next 10 years. So they plan and they're actually launching their first LEO satellite this December. And they've been approved to launch over 2,600 low Earth orbiting satellites around the world. And they're going to be all within space in the next five to 10 years. SpaceX, Elon Musk, 
He received approval in March to send out 4,425 low-Earth orbiting satellites starting in 2019 and finishing in 2024. So you have one web, which is the very first one, is launching 2,600. The very first one is in December. They are funded in large by Masayoshi's son. They're getting the money through from that vision fund. So he's connected to this. SpaceX, 4,425. And now Facebook. Here's a quote. Facebook has confirmed plans to launch an LEO broadband satellite early next year in 2019 in what could be the very first step toward a constellation of their own satellites. A satellite company called Point View Tech LLC, which is a company created by Facebook, uh, they're pursuing broadband plans under the name, so they've, they've named this Athena. So Facebook is literally naming their constellation of satellites after the Greek goddess of wisdom and war. So to put this in perspective, one web, 2,600 satellites, and these internet satellites, they're going to provide internet and 5G to the most rural places in the world. I'm talking the Amazon, Africa, Antarctica, the whole world. Talk about digital globalization. They're building it now. Now, you, to, put this, to put this in your mind in another way, you've got to compare it with how many active satellites are there right now. In the entire world, in the 200 countries in the world, if you com completely combine all of our active satellites, you're somewhere between 800 and 1,100. And one web in the next few years is going to put over 2,600 up. SpaceX with Elon Musk, who's the owner of SpaceX and Tesla, and he wants to put up 4,425. That's a total of 7,025 new satellites in the air compared to 800 to 1,100 of the active satellites right now. They are, they are creating a web around the world that whenever these microchips are in absolutely everything, they'll be able to send the data and it literally is creating a one-world digital spider web around the entire world. Everything is connected. And in the fourth industrial revolution, they believe that even our brains will be connected to the internet. Literally, even our brains. There is a company that uh, is called Kernel. The founder of it is a, a man by the name of Brian Johnson. He was the founder, the chairman, and CEO of Braintree, a company which specializes in mobile and web payment systems. He then sold his first company, that Braintree company, for $800 million to eBay. With that money, he took a chunk of that and then established his new company called Kernel, his brain microchip company. Now, The Express, uh, um, a newspaper um, outlet in the UK, had an article and it said this. Superhumans, chips inserted in brains, will give us mind-blowing ability within years. 
It says superhumans could exist in just 15 years thanks to a computer chip inserted into the brain to unlock mankind's full potential. People will be able to buy new memories and delete unwanted ones in the near future as experts believe they are close to biohacking the body's most powerful tool. Colonel's first step is to design chips that can help fight diseases, but then it hopes to evolve to the brain and other superhuman abilities. It's always through rose-colored glasses. We're going to create this new technology that, yes, of course, in, in the hands of the wrong person, he could destroy the world, but, but no, 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 we've got control of this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to heal things. It's going to be helpful for people with Parkinson's, with people that have suffered from PTSD. We'll be able to take those memories right out. With people that suffer from epilepsy, it's always through rose-colored glasses of, listen to what we can do first. Listen, a microchip in any part of the body, you know, you've got to scream as a Christian, absolutely not. I know where this is going. But microchips in the brain, that's a, that's a whole other story. At Kernel, our primary aim is to, develop, is to develop technologies to understand and treat neurological diseases in new and exciting ways. Now, the CEO, Mr. Johnson, told an audience at a big media conference called Web Summit, he said this, I would expect in around 15 to 20 years, we will have a sufficiently robust set of tools for the brain that we could pose any question we wanted. For example, a perfect memory. Maybe I could delete my memories. Could I increase my rate of learning? Could I have brain-to-brain -brain communication? They're literally talking about... and he, this is, this, these guys are the, the big guys worth billions of dollars. They are creating chips to literally insert and extract memories in the human brain. Listen to this. Imagine a scenario where I, I say, I want to know what it's like to be a cowboy in the American West in the 1800s. And someone creates that experience mentally. I'm able to take that and purchase that from that person and experience that. And one day, microchips in the brain will be as common as smartphones in the pocket. He is able to build an, an entire experience of what it would be like to be a cowboy in the 1800s and literally just insert it into your brain. I'm reminded of Neo from The Matrix who wakes up from the computer and says, I know Kung Fu. We are literally in that age now. This is crazy stuff. I, I really need to think about starting to do uh, an hour show, but once again, um, that will be dependent on on people getting behind us in a, in a financial way. Because Alyssa and I, we have other obligations to make uh, ends meet throughout the week, and so we really want to focus on this full time. Stand with us, but I, I want to end the show with this: These are crazy times. The next ten years are radically, radically going to change the world. With the, as we enter into this, the fourth industrial revolution in ways that electricity and the internet pale to. But I also want to tell you that I'm not fearful. You know, I've studied the book of Revelation for years and years and years. I understand the events that are coming and the events that are here right now. And I'm not fearful. And you don't need to be fearful either. Because if you are fearful, it tells me that your focus is in the wrong place. If your focus is on Jesus, if you're looking upon his face, if you're in his presence, you will not be fearful. How can I say that? Because fear cannot be in his presence. 
He can't. You literally cannot bring fear into his presence. If you get into his presence, you will not be fearful. So if you're fearful, your focus is in the wrong place. And you need to have a mindset to understand, listen, this place is only a temporary place. Don't ever lose sight that we're going to spend eternity. The concept of eternity is just an unfathomable thing forever and ever and ever. We're going to spend eternity with Jesus forever and ever and ever. It says that in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, it's being eternally minded that motivates me. I'm going to talk about the things that are coming so that we can be prepared, but it's also a, a testament of the Word of God, that the Word of God is true. It's alive and active. And if the Word of God is true then I know that this world is just temporary. That I'm going to be spending all of eternity with Jesus. You see, our purpose here in this little vapor that James chapter 4 says, basically is to know God and to make Him known. To know God and to bring as many people with us into the kingdom of God as we can. And here's the thing, it's simple. Do you want to inherit eternal life do you want to spend eternity with Jesus rather than separated from him for than an eternity in hell? Then make him your Lord. Make him your Savior. Repent of the sins in your life and ask Jesus to come into your heart. He will wash all of those sins away. Make him your Lord. Make him your master in this little vapor here. And we will spend eternity with him in the new heavens and the new earth. Hey, listen, the, the spiritual warfare of today's show was great. I'm glad that we were able to, to push through and um, be praying for this ministry. The things that are, are coming upon the world, they need to be known. They need to be let out. And I believe that one of the many, many, many places are going to be doing this, but one of them is going to be IGBY in a big way. And we need your prayers. Pray for this ministry every single week. We'll see you next week.